Etchings, a Ferrochrome podcast. The Girl on the Beach. I finally got it together this summer to take my annual holiday to my best friend's house in Deep Cove in North Saanich on Vancouver Island. I was all packed and ready to go and headed out onto the highway to the ferry. It all started out okay, and then there was such a terrible traffic jam that I unfortunately didn't get to have my little routine that I've enjoyed over the years. I would love to be late for the ferry, and so I would sit in the lineup and get my paper from the paperboard that would come around. And then I'd go inside and get a coffee and people watch and do the morning crossword and browse the shops at the terminal. This day I was hustled onto the early ferry and arrived at Jane's just in time for lunch. It is exactly three hours from my door to Jane's country home. And yet, driving off the ferry and along the country roads with signs of organic garlic and fresh flower bouquets and fields of horses and cows, it almost seems like a month has gone by. I can actually feel my shoulders relaxing as I drive along West Saanich Road and down the long, winding, forested road to Jane's secluded mansion. The first day, Jane and I took the dogs on a long hike up a semi-mountain, swam in her waterfront ocean and went to dinner in Saanichton. The weather was perfect and we watched a movie and went to bed early. The next morning I could see Jane out watering and I ventured out to look at the sea. I walked across her front lawn, which is a gorgeous bluff above the sea, surrounded by huge oak trees. I looked out over the bluff and watched a couple of otters swimming along. And then I noticed a woman waving up at me far below on the beach. There were seldom any people down on that beach, so I was a little surprised. I waved back and she yelled up to me that she was lost and was there a way to get to the main road from the beach? I hesitated as I wasn't sure Jane would approve of a stranger traipsing through her private property. Jane is a recluse, so I didn't want to ruffle her feathers. However, I couldn't leave the woman down on the beach lost or stranded, so I beckoned her to come up the stairs from the beach. I walked across the garden to the top of the stairs to meet the somewhat lost stranger, only to be greeted by a delightful and charming, rather robust woman of about 35 or 40. I am older, so it is a little hard for me to guess ages. I had my long blonde hair down and a tight black sleeveless top on. She smiled a huge grin at me and said, You are positively beautiful. It was a very flattering comment and I chuckled silently to myself. I mean, really. Jane came from her watering to meet us as we walked up the path towards the house. The stranger introduced herself as Elizabeth and said she was staying around the cove at the far end in an Airbnb and was a screenwriter living in Los Angeles. She had a lovely Australian accent and said she had left Australia to try to work in LA. She thanked Jane for allowing her up onto the property and asked me if I would like to walk out onto the road with her. 
It is a very long winding dirt road out to Towner Park Road. And I said, sure. I was as curious about this delightful breath of fresh air as she was of me, but for quite different reasons. As we strolled along the pathway, Elizabeth told me she had been working on a script with a famous screenwriter who had become very ill and unable to finish the script with her. So she had flown up here to sort out her own personal dilemma of writer's block. She discussed the plot of the film with me and said that Rebel Wilson, the hilarious Australian comic, was the lead character. She went on to tell me the plot, right to where she had her writer's block. Well, as strange as this sounds, I had a perfect scenario for her, and we continued down the road with my recounting a real-life drama that she could use in her screenplay. I could feel this connection with her, her subtle neediness, and then she asked if I could walk further down along another long pathway. We walked and talked and I told her a bit about my earlier experiences working in theatre and film in Vancouver. At one point, she stopped and put her hands on my shoulders. She was taller than me, again repeated how gorgeous I was and then slowly took off my sunglasses. It was almost an erotic moment. She then gasped as she looked into my eyes. Her sexual attraction to me was blatant at this point. I was terribly flattered by her, but it was then I realized she was probably a gay woman and this was probably how she approached women, through flattery. And it was a completely new feeling for me. I felt after this hour's walk that it was time to get back to Jane in the garden and walking the dogs. I said how great it was to have met her and wished her good luck with her script. She was still quite determined not to let me go. She suggested we meet later for dinner or asked me when we could get together again. I hesitated as I was only there for a couple of days to visit Jane and well, this was just becoming all too much for me. I told her I was only there for a few days and walked away. And as I walked away, she called to me. Oh, I wish you didn't have to go. And she called out her website to me. I waved another goodbye and hurried back to the house. Later that day, Jane and I looked up her website. And sure enough, her credentials were all there and a long history of her work. That evening, as we were locking the doors, I said to Jane, what if Elizabeth is out there somewhere in the garden? And I did have a shiver of fear. It didn't seem as implausible as it sounded. Etchings, part of the Ferrochrome Podcast Network.